Hello and welcome to the Surface Tension Podcast. My name is Alex. My co-host over here is Craig. We are going to be exploring deep questions and looking for deep answers to spiritual questions and questions about life in general. We're happy to have you here. And here we go. Hi, welcome to our podcast, Alex. When people hear the word chaos, where does their mind go? Where Where do you think most people's mind instantly goes? I'll tell you where my mind goes is yeah. external. Mine mm-hmm. goes to as many of the large issues going on in the world as I can possibly imagine. And there are plenty of those. Yes. Where does your mind go? Well, unfortunately, I think my mind went to uh, get smart because I think... The movie? Yeah, well, the TV show. You know, I'm, I'm older than you are. There used to be a TV show. And I think Chaos was the name of the uh, dastardly organization that was trying to do all the bad things in the world. Sure. Um, and uh, th- again, that's that's kind of the comedic... <laughs> A little spark uh, in in um, my heart and mind, but you know when I think of chaos, I think I too start thinking about just the world. It just my 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 I just flash through news events that I hear about that I see that um, you're just like, gosh, you know, if there was going to be a label for for those things that are happening um, around town, down the street, around the world. Chaos is kind of fitting, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, we live in a chaotic world. There's, I would say, multiple things contributing to that. There's, A, we know about more things than we're supposed to by virtue of the internet. Yeah. And then also there's plenty of dysfunction. There are a lot of people in the world. There are tricky challenges to navigate. I think... We underestimate how much technology has changed every aspect of our day-to-day and robbed us of staying present. And I know I'm transported to so many different places by that. If you asked somebody in the 1950s, what does chaos mean to you? If you asked 50 people that, they would say something radically different than what we're talking about Right. right now. Our focus is very much spread and zoomed out on things that are mostly out of our control. Yeah. And do do you think most people kind of fixate on external chaos so they can avoid kind of maybe looking at or addressing their own internal tension or chaos? Sure. Yeah. Let me shoot my hand up. I do that all the time. That's much more comfortable to try to sort out the problems that other people are experiencing or major catastrophic world issues, you'll find plenty of people who are more excited to talk about the earthquake in Turkey rather than the earthquake in their soul, right? Yeah, Yeah, that's well played. Yeah, absolutely. Are they the same muscle or is it a different muscle? Can there actually be a benefit of learning how to kind of process and navigate the chaos in the external world that, that that can be actually translated into kind of uh, processing inner chaos? Well, how do we 
stave off the chaos of the outer world to maintain a semblance of peace in our own hearts, I think is the question. Regardless of the ramping up or the persistence of what feels like a chaotic world, you know, for some people, they might be saying, oh, things are getting crazier. More, some people might say, no, this is more of the same. How are we allowing that to infect our personal reality? Yeah. Or are we keeping that at bay? Yes. Or is there a healthy interchange and interplay between the two things? Yeah. I We talked about this before we started recording. You are more heart focused by default your perceptions tend to be zoomed in mine tend to be zoomed out and so i talk about the dysfunction of the larger world and how it affects the internal world and you kind of do to use one of your uh one of my favorite phrases of yours you kind of do a reverse commute on that and you say well what internal chaos is spilling out into the larger world and i i don't think either one of those perspectives occurs in a vacuum, right? Yeah. It's this mm -hmm. constant dialectic and dialogue between our internal and the external around us. Right. So if we were going to try to grab some handholds on how to process the external chaos, um, what would we do? If we were going to make a short list, give people toolbox and say, hey, uh, something's going bonkers around you in the outside world. Here, here are some good ways of going about processing some of that. What would you, what would you suggest? Throw your cell phone in the sea and go live in a cave. <laughs> is that step one or two? But is it two steps? <laughs> yeah, you just get that done. How do we minimize the invasion of the outside world into our personal world? Is that no, what you're no, asking? I don't even want to minimize it because I think that's the tact that I have taken. Uh, I'm doing the old ostrich tact where <laughs> I, I don't know a lot of what's going on in the outside world. But sometimes we have to do that out of necessity right? because it's just and simply too overwhelming. Yes. And so you, you can jump in the deep end and swim in the chaos, the information chaos, right? Or you can just stay... Uh, out of the pool and just sit on the lounge chair. And I guess what I'm saying is how can I get to a point where I can watch news and have some ways of processing and analyzing the chaos in the world around me that will allow me to stay who I am, where I am? That's a great question. How do I remain unmoved and unaffected by the externalities? Or are you asking that or am I still not quite getting yeah, and I, at the heart I don't of even what know. you're asking? That's, that's part of it. And that's why I love exploring this with you because you're such a good thinker. Um, I have my moments, but I wouldn't say that, but go ahead. <laughs> we might need to unpack that in another podcast, but uh, okay, <laughs> we'll, we'll move forward here. Um, I don't even know if I, uh, what is health? Okay. Let's just cookies on the bottom shelf. What's a healthy response to chaos in the world around us? What does that look like? Because being completely unmoved, uh, that's, that's not healthy. I mean, we don't want, let's Star Trek, right? Maybe we talked about this before. Uh, we don't want to just create a Spock. We don't want to walk around just completely unmoved by anything or anyone. Uh, we don't want 
Scotty going completely bonkers in the engine room all the time. The sky is falling. Everything's horrible. It's like, okay, well, neither of those are healthy. So what does it look like? I don't know. Maybe it's Captain Kirk. Maybe it's, it's someone who is moved and movable, but still is able to create some distance or a buffer between themselves and what's going around them. So they're able to stay in their, both their head and their heart. I mean, that's a heck of a skill set is to be able to ask Spock level questions that are logical and reasonable. And we need to be able to do that whenever we're processing anything, right? Whether it's big or small or in between is ask good questions and say, is this true all the time? Yes. Who is benefiting from this? Could I look at this differently, whether that's a relationship or whether that's a war in a distant country? Um, what are the motivations with each party involved? I mean, use that for a marriage, use that for yeah. Yeah. some kind of geopolitical conflict. It's We should be able to ask good questions, but then also how much we emotionally invest in anything, we should be able to make a decision about our first response to anything is probably out of our control, right? You hear that there's a war in Ukraine, right? And that'll make you go, whoa, hey. And then somebody says, it could be nuclear war. And then you're going to have your response to that. And maybe there's no way to coach your initial reaction. From there, you start asking good questions and then you decide, well, how much can I, how much can I emotionally invest in this process? You hear news about a Chinese spy balloon entering U.S. airspace. A lot of people were up in arms about that. You want to know what my thought process was? (laughs) Yes, I do. (laughs) This seems bogus and we don't have all the information Mm. I don't know how much I should pay attention to this. Hmm. My first knee-jerk response is, uh, we should probably be able to protect American airspace from other countries uh, and their intrusions. But then I went to, how much do I really know about this? Yeah. How much am I going to be able to analyze this based on the information available to me? And so that kind of puts me in the headspace and the heart space of, I'm not going to get too wrapped up in this. I have other things that I'd rather focus on. Mm-hmm. We only have so many things that we can focus on at any given point. And that's why I've always been so impressed with your ability to stay focused on Jesus and your heart. But that didn't happen overnight, right? You weren't walking around as a teenager just with a Christ-centered mind, heart, and spirit. That's something that you worked at over time. So I guess after this brief monologue of mine, I would ask you, how do you stay focused on Jesus as there are a million different things that could captivate your attention and that probably will captivate your attention by default? How do you disengage from those things and recenter on your core method of operating, which is how would Jesus approach this? Yes, very good question. And um, 
You know, it's funny because I was joking with someone the other night that knew me uh, in college. And um, I said, I some of some of my old college buddies are some of our best ministry supporters because they know how far I've come uh, where God has taken me on a road that is just amazing. And I'm so thankful for that. And he gets all the credit for that. But um, no, yeah, this doesn't, it just doesn't happen. Um, God leads and we have the opportunity to follow or not. And I think trying to refine, I think your question was was your question how do you kind of keep your your balance in in how do you stay focused on Jesus when there's and your own heart and your own space and your own peace even when it feels like the world around you is persistently chaotic or increasingly chaotic yeah it's a very good question Part of, um, I I wish I could kind of just do a blood transfusion and pass on some of what God has given me <laughs> to other people. And I think sometimes it just has to be forged through, uh, what did, did, do we, do we really want that? Is that something what I, I remember seasons of my life where I'm like, God, why can't I think about you more? Why? <laughs> Uh, setting alarms on my phone or on my watch. Think about God. Think about God. And it felt so mechanical. Sure. And uh, inorganic. It just was a real um, weird season of trying to create more space for God in 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 the moments of my day. And uh, I think think at some point it went from a very inorganic to an organic process where he was just there and then he was there more and then he was there more and more and so now when I'm at the gym and I'm working out and I see Fox News on one TV and CNN on the other TV it I don't I think it's not just me processing that as much as just the Holy Spirit helping me see some of those things um, and process. So, so it was pretty deliberate at one point until, yeah. I mean, that's like shooting a free throw, right? Or any kind of sports yeah. muscle memory style thing is, you know, shoot a hundred free throws and eventually you will get better at it. Yeah. So, I wouldn't expect anybody to right off the bat get baptized and then all of a sudden they're with JC 24-7, yeah. everything's working out. That is a that is a choice. Yeah. That is a choice in a lot of ways. And spending time with other people, uh, I mean, <laughs> silly Star Trek analogy, but... <laughs> We we need we need a Spock around us, someone who's level headed can ask really good questions that doesn't get moved, and we need uh, Scotty around us to say why is our heart not more engaged in this? This is horrible, and so kind of celebrating those people around us and saying God God has something for me to learn from from these people. It doesn't matter if they're stoic and want to stay just in their head. Uh, if they're living completely out of their heart, there's there's things that I can learn and glean. I keep 
trying to come back, even in this conversation, did Jesus live in a chaotic world? Sure. How did he navigate that chaotic world? What was it in his operating system that allowed him to have balance as he moved through just as chaotic of a world as we're in? He spent time with the Father. That was his recharging method. I would point to that. I don't know if that's entirely the correct answer, but that was his buffer yeah. between. And what did he? What, what did? Let's just play with that. What yeah, do you go th- ahead. What do you think he heard from the Father that allowed him to watch Fox or CNN and not lose his balance? Encouraging words that reminded Jesus of his purpose and his overall mission. I think I think that's important is that we don't get dragged into the minutia of the day to day because there's a there's so many issues that we could get drawn into, but I think processing processing that through the filter of asking God is focusing on this what you would have for me is this something that I need to integrate into my story? Is this derailing me? But it just, we've talked about this before early on the podcast is people don't necessarily go to this place of an unhinged frenzy about the goings-on of the world because it feels good. They do that because it feels natural, right? So yeah, it's true. if our baseline is that we were steeped in chaos as kids, or maybe you've just been a news junkie for a really long time period or a social media junkie, that represents a baseline shift. And even though it's not necessarily healthy, it does feel normal. Yes. And so breaking normal is the challenge here. It's not necessarily breaking functional or dysfunctional, peaceful or or chaotic. It's how do I break whatever my sense of normal is? I think we need to restate that because that is really good and powerful. I, I, as you're talking, I wrote it down, breaking normal. What would today look like if I broke normal? I know Switchfoot had a song um, that I, one of their lyrics was, um, you know, what if, what if you lived as if today had never happened before? So, so something to that effect of we are probably today going to repeat the day we had yesterday. Um, same pattern, same thought, same, we're in this thing and we need Jesus to break that up, right? I love that. And and how scary is that? That's uncomfortable. Whoa, 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 whoa. There's a comfort that comes with that normal rhythm, whether it's chaos or stick your head in the ground, there's comfort that comes with that. And Jesus is like, whoa, the goal's not comfort, Right. It's 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 some it's engagement. It's it's healthy um, movement. It's being in alignment with our purpose, as you just mentioned. But what would breaking normal look like? 
for someone. Fascinating. I'm fascinated by that. Yeah. I I can't take credit for that one. It's one of those Holy Spirit moments where you go down a line of thinking and then all of a sudden you recognize, you say, oh, that's a that's a nice nugget that yes. we need to hold on to. So I, I love when when yeah. something like this happens when we're having a conversation. But to break normal, I think that comes in very small steps. I think that means taking a different route to work in the car. I think that means saying hello to a stranger. I think that means trying new things. And it doesn't have to be this tectonic shift, uh, not to get too far back into the Turkish earthquake, uh, speaking of tectonics, but I think breaking normal happens in very small pieces. It's, I normally watch Hannity, but I'm going to take an evening walk instead. That's breaking normal in a small way. It's, um, I don't know. What do you think? Is it a huge shift or is it a series of small turns? Can it be both? Can it be either? Well, just play with it. It's just, Well, it's it's interesting because for the last two days, I've had kind of a concept bouncing around my head. Um, it's a very small area for it to bounce. But it was a Super Bowl bounces very quickly in my small head. Um, and this, I was thinking, what what if what if the key to this next chapter of my life, the next phase, the next movement, next growth in my character. What if the key to that is something that I don't even know yet? Right? What if it's something that, uh, for some of us, we have, we have healthy things we need to be doing. We know we need to be doing those good, great, do that. Invite God into those moments. Read the Bible. Those are so important. I'm not trying, I'm not talking about jettisoning those those normal things, but what if the key to that next step is something that I'm unaware of today and that I need to discover? Well, you've already taken that next step and it's already happening and you're probably going to be looking for what that changes in the rear view mirror. Because I think if we're doing things right and living through the heart, are we not being moved in that direction? I think we are less the architects of our destiny than we yeah should really take credit for, yeah. right? And would would you trust yourself if if I say, "Hey Alex, uh what normal do you want to break?" Would you would you trust your own response to that? What normal needs to be broken in your life? Would if I shot from the hip, I'd get it wrong. Yeah. If if it were something that were really obvious to me, it's probably not the one. I think the normals that we need to shift are probably in our blind spots that wouldn't occur to us. Yes. It's, you know, I could immediately say, I need to stop spending so much time doom scrolling and reading things online, but there's things that underpin that. And there might even be things that underpin the underpinning and the core issue of what's the normal that I need to break. If we're looking at certain habits as symptoms of a phrase you've used as an unregenerated heart, yes. then 
there's probably a core piece that is what does that provide for me what is spending so much time doom scrolling providing for me and why am i not getting that in a healthy way somewhere else how am i not allowing myself to receive this need that isn't being met i'm keeping this need at bay it yes. feels normal to keep this need at bay mm -hmm. but i've been covering it up with reading about all the nonsense of the world therefore it's becoming more and more obscure to me and i'm having less of an ability to even self-analyze self-analysis is very uh challenging i think we can i think just about everybody could agree on that statement yes, yes. yeah yeah yeah, that's good. Um, I I wonder if part of breaking normal is also trying to identify what we need to move towards to have to have that goal. I think so smart. So, so many of us are moving through life thinking about what we need to move away from and not identifying the goal of what we need to move towards. So smart. And so maybe that's part of that prayer space, that conversation with the Father that says. What would you like me to move towards? What what's what steps? Um, it's such a great way of orienting orienting our heart, our mind through something that's moving forward, healthy towards being this best version of ourselves, towards our purpose. Um, Rather than minimizing our weaknesses, what if we leaned into our strengths yeah. and over leveraged our strengths? that were coming from him yes, rather than through us. I think that, you know, there is a philosophy of leadership style that goes for over leveraging strengths rather than trying to minimize weaknesses. Yes. Yeah. And I think you're totally dead on with that is if we're moving towards things that make us feel full and connected, those will be the things that, stick in our hearts yes. rather than, you know, that's, you look at something like Alcoholics Anonymous or Narcotics Anonymous. There's a lot of people dealing with substance abuse. They know somebody who's dealt with that and they give chips for however many days sober, days clean you've been. And ultimately that is referencing, you're looking in the room rear view mirror at a chaotic time in your life and saying that was the end of the chaos. That's when I walked away from it. But what if we were orienting ourselves on, well, what are we walking towards in, in sobriety or in spiritual health? I mean, those things are not necessarily unrelated, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. So philosophically that changes things. And I don't want to knock Alcoholics Anonymous or anything like that because that program has changed a ton of lives and really helped a lot of people out and helped people find God as well. But if you looked at the people who were doing the best with that, I'm sure they could point to, well, this is what I moved towards in my sobriety, in my spiritual walk. This is what I moved towards rather than I was walking away from yes. X, Y, Z, and the other. Yes. Yeah. Very well said. And 
It's so interesting because we started this whole conversation based on chaos. How do we process the internal and external chaos of our lives, right? We all have tension, turmoil. That's fine. Normalize that. Give yourself a break because we're all experiencing that. Our, there, there are numerous moments every single day where our hearts beat faster or we start getting anxiety because of a conversation, a situation, a context. That's okay. That's okay. There are external circumstances that are chaotic. And how interesting is it that when we start talking about breaking normal, some of that loses some of the punch and weight, right? When we start moving towards the Father, towards health, towards our purpose, towards why, I mean, Jesus frequently was telling other people and reminding him, hey, I came to die. I came to seek and save the lost. That's why I'm here. I came to show you a picture-perfect snapshot of the Father and who the Father is. That's what I'm here to do. And so he centered so much on that mission um, that he was engaged with, with both his heart and his mind and his soul, that, um, boy, I think he was able just to sidestep and be unaffected by a lot of the the chaos that probably would trip a lot of us up. The chaos is getting better at finding us, though, through our digital devices. That is the entire goal of the messages that are trying to reach us, to startle us, to make us go, oh, geez, I need to pay attention to this. Yeah. And so that that makes this challenging. I, I don't want to communicate to anybody that stepping away from a chaotic world is by any means easy. It sounds pleasant, right? Who wouldn't want to have more peace in their life? Are there people who would shoot their hand up and be like, I want a more chaotic life. <laughs> I want to feel emotionally scattered all the time. I want my relationships to suffer because I cannot stay in a moment with anybody or anything. But that's what's happening to us right now. And it's out of our control. So our move towards peace and love and beauty and wholeness, what does that have to look like? It, it, that that speaks to Satan pursuing us yeah. and playing his tricks yeah. and trying to unwind us and distract us. And he's great at it. So look at, I can look at my phone and say, you are a tool of Satan. You guys do the exact same thing. So moving towards beauty, is that how we resist the evil one as well as just moving towards God's love? I mean, this gets into a larger conversation of good and evil and focused and distracted. I don't want to go too far down this road because I know we're kind of at the time limit of any given episode, but this is kind of where my mind's going. And again, one of the best things we can do for each other, 
and for our audience is to try to identify questions. And maybe they're not the best questions. Maybe our audience can take the questions and make them better. And I love that. I love yes. when people say, hey, you know, I heard something. What if we asked it this way? Or what if we phrased it this way, thought about it this way? What if we invited Jesus in um, here? Wow. Awesome. <laughs> that is so cool. And maybe it's just the question that starts leading us in a healthier direction. Um, what normal can I break? What 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 is what does Jesus want to break in my normal right now? Well, what's the opposite of normal? In a spiritual sense. Ooh, I, I my mind goes two different directions, you know? Uh horrible and extraordinary. <laughs> Interesting. And that's a risk that we have to take. If we're going to move yeah. towards the extraordinary, yes. we have to take a risk. Yes. And we have to trust that if we are on that path where God leads us is going to be extraordinary. It may feel it like it. It may not. It may look like it. It may not. When Paul said yes to God and he was on an extraordinary journey, from the outside, no one would want his life. You want to go from town to town, tell people about Jesus, get your butt kicked, almost die, and then drag yourself to the next town so it happens all over again. I think Paul says, this is extraordinary. <laughs> this is amazing. I think a lot of us would be folding our arms going, that is not the life I want. I think when we make that that step to allow Jesus to break what needs to be broken, we start living a very different, extraordinary, beautiful life. What does that prayer sound like? If you could, if you could ask the question that we could all ask in prayer today and listen for the proper response that would speak to us the most deeply what would that breaking normal prayer potentially sound like? Because I think the conclusion that we're arriving upon is it's probably not about the chaos. Whether it's internal or external, it's probably not about the chaos. No. No, it's not about the chaos. It's about the companions. <laughs> it's about um, understanding that God is with us. And, um, boy, the question, yeah, br breaking normal is, is, doesn't start us on the right footing because it's looking back, creating that, I'm sorry for so much pause, but my mind is going a hundred different places because That's fantastic. because I don't I don't want to just break normal. I want us to move in a healthier direction, but I don't want it to necessarily be us taking the step because so often the first part of breaking out of normal is to realize that God is the one stepping towards us. He's, he's, we, we so often make our spiritual life, what's the next step in your spiritual journey? It's like, well, for many of us, it's to realize that God's taking the step towards me and not stepping backwards when he starts stepping towards me. 
what if I allowed God to redefine my normal today? How's like that? that? Yeah, I like that. Yeah. What if I allowed God to help me redefine normal today? Yeah. Yeah. And maybe even uh, help help me, uh, God, to find your extraordinary in and through me today. Now Be- that's saying something. Because even even the word normal, no one really wants to <laughs> find something normal today. We 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 were built for extraordinary and it can come in a small conversation with someone at the office. It can come by looking deeply in someone's eyes and just somehow communicating through a smile that that they're worth something and they're worth a smile and they're worth some love. So hey, well thanks for joining us on the podcast. Uh, hopefully something here was encouraging to I I love doing this with you because I get encouraged and inspired. And what a great way to start a day looking looking towards the Father through a different lens, through the world at a different lens, um, through each other at a different lens. So thanks for joining us on our podcast today. If this landed with you or you think it would land with somebody that you know, that's the blessing that can keep blessing others. And that's really the fundamental reason why we're doing this is to invite people into the space where they can better connect with God and others through deep conversations and great questions. And that is our mission. That is our purpose. And we love that you're on this journey with us. And if you would like to take part in that mission, please share this, rate this on whatever platform you happen to be listening to. We'd appreciate five stars, but if you hate it, give it whatever Mm -hmm. makes the most sense. But we look forward to having you on this journey and continuing on this journey with us as we move in the direction that we so desperately need.